Okay, this is group one coming at you live from the hallway because it's raining outside. Um, but our band book that we've been reading this week is The Kite Runner by Khaled Hosseini. And so uh, a little bit of context for this book, or uh, just a summary of what we've read. We read uh, chapters one through five. So the story begins with two friends in Afghanistan in the late 1960s and 70s. And one boy, Amir, is a, like a bookish Pashtun from a wealthy family. And Pashtun, um, it's an ethnic group. And the other, Hassan, is Amir's servant and of Hassara descent. And uh, uh, Hassan was born with a cleft lip and is subject to taunting and ridicule because of it and because of his ethnicity. So Amir and Hassan treat, another one, treat one another as brothers, but they always remember the sort of ethnic and class divide that's between them. Uh, Baba is Amir's father, and he's a wealthy merchant who grew up with Ali, who is Hassan's father. Um, Ali was crippled by polio as a young boy, and his wife left him a week after giving birth to Hassan. In contrast, Amir's mother died during childbirth. Um, and then a little bit about Amir and Baba. Amir has a complicated relationship with his father, who is disappointed by Amir's non-athletic and quiet personality. Uh, Amir expresses jealousy towards Hassan when Baba supports him. So yeah, there's definitely a complicated relationship between um, both uh, Amir and Hassan in this book and Amir and his father. Uh, when uh, Amir and Hassan are young boys, they experience the coup of Afghanistan's king and the country's transition to republic. For the most part, this does not affect the two. And uh, Asef, who's a German Christian bully, harasses the friends because he doesn't believe a passion should befriend uh, a should befriend Hazara. But Hassan stands up for them both. And at the end of chapter five, Baba pays for Hassan's class surgery. So that's a little bit summary. Anyone have any questions? No. No? Any clarification? Okay. Um, and then, so a little bit of context, just about censorship. In 2017, it was the most, it was the fourth most challenged book, according to the American Library Association. And it was challenged for sexual violence and Islamoph Islamophobia fueled some challenges, with would-be censors arguing that the novel was, would inspire terrorism and promoted Islam. Which is, you know, that's just Islamophobic. Um, but the book also appeared on the top 10 list for 2014 uh, because of offensive language, unsuited to age group and violence, 2012 for homosexuality, offensive language, and religious viewpoint, and it's because it's sexually explicit, and 2008 because of offensive language, sexually explicit, and unsuited to age group. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. I don't know. People are oppressed. People are oppressed about this book. And um, it's ma mainly because of chapter 7. We haven't gotten there to yeah. yet, but we're going to decide. Yeah, I think it was seven. Yeah, it's seven. There's a very bad no-no when I've seen Yeah. Okay, and then a little bit about the Revolutionary War of 1973. So the 1973 Afghan coup d'etat took place on July 17th in 1973 in Kabul, Afghanistan, when forces led by then-Army Commander Lieutenant General Mohammad Daud Khan and then-Chief of Staff General Abdul Karim Mustani overthrew the monarchy in a somewhat bloodless coup. And that's, like, mentioned in the book. They go through that. But um, I think one of the most important pieces of context for this book is the Pashtun versus Hazara divide. So Pashtuns, Amir is Pashtun, and the Pashtun ethnic group is a majority ethnic group in Afghanistan, and they're Sunni Muslims and hold all the power in the country. But the Hazaras is, are another ethnic group. That's, this is the ethnic group Hassan is a part of. And they're the minority ethnic group in Afghanistan, and they are Shia Muslims and are descended from uh, Mongols. And they have been hit, persecuted throughout history by Pashtuns. So they're like the, the Plebeians and the, those other group from, I think, uh, Greek or Roman? It was the Plebeians? It was Roman, but uh, Plebeians and. But yeah, it's like definitely the Pashtuns are on top. And that's even seen because Hassan is poor. 
but Amir is super rich, so we see that. Anyways, moving on to the discussion. Okay. Oh, patricians. Yep. Yes. Okay, so one of the first questions is, how does the beginning of the book set the mood for the rest of the chapters, especially chapter one, because it's only like two or three pages long? So if anybody wants to start the discussion with that question... Well, I mean, it starts off with the narrator looking back. So, um, I mean, that could, that sounds, I think that's an interesting tone for the book. Like the same with Fahrenheit 451, it's all in past tense because it's, he's looking back on something that happened and something that's over. So, um, yeah, it might be some kind of like coming of age novel. That's what I'm thinking when I first read the first chapter. Michael, any ideas? <laughs> Well, in the beginning of the book, it does kind of, it's, it's a weird tone, because it does mention, uh, I forgot what point it was, but it was like, uh, God, what's his name? Hassan? And, uh, Hassan. And Emil? Amir. Amir. Uh, we're walking, and there's like a bunch of soldiers, and they mentioned, I think it was Hassan? Hassan. Yeah, uh, yeah they, they talked about... Uh, how the soldiers uh, might have raped Hussan's uh, mother. mother. So yeah. It's that's a dark yeah. tone. Yeah, definitely. I got that vibe too. It's yeah. really dark. It's mm-hmm. still very dark too. Mm-hmm. Any other examples of like dark tones that you you saw? Uh, I, oh, I was gonna say he's always referring to the winter of 1975. So oh yeah, every like time, something like, bad. Yeah, every time something bad happens, or like once it starts getting like dark, you'll be like, "Oh, the winter of 1975." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like the first uh, dark moment in the book was like on page one when she states, uh, "Looking back now," or the author, or yeah, the author states, "Looking back now, I realize I've been uh, peeking into the deserted alley for the last 26 years. I feel like that alley's like." A representation of something like super dark because mm-hmm. usually alleys are portrayed as dark and like you can't see anything in it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that imagery is yeah. striking. Okay, um, let's move on to the second question. It's how did Hassan affect Amir's childhood? Can you draw any connections from your life? So have you ever had like a friend that maybe you've done everything with them, but like there's been like a social barrier between you guys? So, like, it's destined that you guys want to talk to each other. Or, like, later on, you have some type of envy for them, maybe? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't the question. I'm just... Yeah, I know. <laughs> how did Hassan affect Amir's childhood? Can you draw any connections from your life? Uh, I would say that he... You're gonna have to come in a minute and think. No, that's okay. I mean, well, I could start it off. I think that, well, it really helped to illustrate the social divides that Amir might have never seen because Amir comes from a place of privilege and um, growing up with a friend who didn't and who's actually his servant who's serving him. I guess it, I would have to force him to think a little bit more deeply about his place in society and hopefully for the good that he can recognize his privilege for that. Um, but yeah, but also like they were, they were like brothers, like they were saying, like they were super good friends. They were super close with each other. 
But then at the same time, like when Amir's other friends were over, he didn't play with Hassan and stuff like that. So definitely a, like a barrier between the two. Mm-hmm. I think a, con- uh, a connection that I like saw was like between this school and Sobrato, like how this school like doesn't have enough money to fund like programs like that here. But like Sobrato is like super rich and like he's helping out mm-hmm. in the school with everything. Yeah. What's, oh. what's the school called? Um, wait, wait. <laughs> 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 no, in the book, there's no. Yeah. No, if you want, we could we could talk about like what was your first impression of the book. So when we were doing like our predictions and things, what did you think that the book was gonna be like? And did it like meet your expectations of how dark it was gonna be? I didn't think it was or gonna be that dark. Or, it surprised me a little bit because I didn't realize it was gonna be that dark like so early on. Especially when the they passed by the soldier and the soldier was like joking about raping Hassan's mom. I was like, damn, okay, this is the kind of book this is gonna be. But I mean, I knew it was gonna be dark, but yeah, that was a little surprise for me. Yeah, it surprised me too that so like we're barely in chapter like four or three and it was already getting like super mm-hmm. right after chapter one where it was like, oh, this the winter of 1970. Yeah. Definitely a sense of, like, foreboding. Yeah. What do you guys, did you guys, like, like the book so far? Or are you guys still undecided? Uh, I like the book so far because it's, like, descriptive and has, like, a bunch of imagery. And that's, like, that's what I, like, like about books, like, yeah. imagery. I agree. Yeah. Michael, what are your thoughts? Uh, so far, I think it's, it had an interesting start, but now it's a little slowing down, just giving a whole lot of context. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's getting a little overwhelming, so. Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, I I appreciate that context, though, because coming from somewhere I don't know a lot about Afghanistan's history or anything like that. Um, yeah, I do like the, all the imagery, because I've, I've never been to Afghanistan. Like, I've never been out of the country. Like, I don't know. But I like the that descriptiveness. It's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you want, we can move on to the next one, which is, how would you describe the poli- relationship between Baba and Amir? Baba is Amir's father, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a bit, like, undecisive about that, so I pass it on to oh, Michael. Oh, I, feel, I could start, too. So I feel like... Um, Amir feels like he's not, like, good enough because, like, Hassan's always there and, like, Baba paid for his, like, left lip, like, surgery and everything. So, like, in that part, Amir was, like, jealous of Hassan and, like, oh, why couldn't to Baba, like, oh, why couldn't you spend so much money for me or, like, he would buy Hassan gifts. So he was kind of passive-aggressive a little bit on the way that Baba wouldn't pay enough attention to him. Yeah. I feel like he's, I mean, like, he loves his dad, but you also see points where he's, like, in that moment, like, I hated him so much just because he's, like, either jealous or he's just, like, so starved for affection and, like, validation from his father that Baba can never give him. Any other additional thoughts? Nope. I agree with you guys. I haven't seen much detail about the relationship between uh, Hassan. Hassan. Hassan, Amir, and the dad kind of weird relationship. Okay, and what do you think the importance of calling Hassan a Chinese doll? So he's repeatedly called a Chinese doll by Amir, especially in the beginning. 
I mean, that kind of refers to just like his like his ethnic descent, right? Because he's Hazara, and the Hazara people are descended from Mongols, and uh, like they talk about that a little bit, and in the context we talk about that. So I think it, it's just it really is about his appearance, but also in a way like dolls like the way he's described like dolls are like perfect like there's nothing wrong with them yeah and that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons that Amir is so jealous of him mm-hmm. his only like imperfection I guess you could think of is like his cleft lip mm-hmm. and then even that's fixed in the end so okay and then how does ethnic- ethnicity influence life in Afghanistan so it's around page 25 Page 25. 25? Yeah. It's, it's like towards the end of the page. Mm-hmm. I could read it out loud. It says, um, uh, Never mind any of those things, because history isn't easy to overcome. Neither is religion. In the end, I was a Pashtun and he was a Hazara. I was Sunni and he was Shia, and nothing was going to change that ever. Or nothing was ever going to change that. Nothing. So he was saying that he doesn't see him like, oh, because he is of a different religion or ethnicity, that he should hold that against him. Mm-hmm. And like, that doesn't matter because if they're a good person, they're just a good person. And if they choose to believe that's what they want to do, and you can't force somebody to conform to your way. Yeah, it's like uh, last year with Miss M, how we did an argument or a debate between like, uh, like you were born with uh, like your certain abilities versus like uh, you can, like your influence in that, like you uh, learn over time instead of like actually having it at the birth. So I think like that's like, he's learning over time that they're both humans. Any, any last thoughts? Uh, I would say that uh, I, I kind of agree with Rihanna. You know, it's people believe what they want to believe, and that's just that. Everyone has their own opinion, and it can vary, you know, depending on the person or events that might occur. Okay. Thank you so much, and that's the end of our discussion.